0: This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Steven, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Micah podcast, and I'm so excited to uh, have you guys today hear this episode. Uh, a good friend of mine who, um, well, we got, a, we got an interesting, uh, the way that our paths crossed, um, much different than most of the guys that I've had on here. Uh, he's a good friend. He's in Shoals. He preaches in Shoals, Indiana. His name is Dennis Cecil. Dennis, great to have you on the show today, man.
1: Hey brother, good to be here. And uh, it's funny you say that. Our story is interesting. I hope we have time to talk about it because it's hilarious how you and I met and all that goes through, but man, I'm, I'm honored to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me, bud.
0: Yeah, man. You know what? Um, So let's go back to that for just a second. (laughs) Um, So as a lot of you guys know, who, who listen to this, a lot of you guys know that I'm preaching in Odin, Indiana. First of all, uh, five years ago, I had no idea what Odin, Indiana even was. Um, never had heard of it. Um, I think the farthest west, like I'd been farther west before, but I'd never been to this part of Indiana. I think the farthest west I'd been was like Bedford. And um, I had got connected through, a, through a, a friend of mine to Odin, and he connected me to this guy named Dennis Cecil. And uh, me and Dennis, we began to communicate. Dennis was an o, was an elder at Odin Christian at the time. And he talked to me about this job. And so Dennis comes in and uh, says, hey, man, let's uh, I'm Dennis. Let me introduce you to this position that we have available. Let's talk about it. And maybe you can elaborate on this better, man. But you can probably tell the story a lot better than me. So,
1: yeah, right. We Well, we had we had been in the middle of a a pretty lengthy search for a lead pastor, senior minister. and. I mean, truthfully, by the time we got around, you were pretty desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: take Not it, bro. Kidding. I'll take it. Just
1: kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we we really wanted to to. To search for the right guy and the right fit, but we also kind of wanted to bring in some fresh wind and and from out of town and something different than what people were seeing. And uh, yeah, we got we we sent uh, and I, I'm terrible with names. The the gentleman uh, that sent me your contact info said, "Hey, get his, get on YouTube, and watch this dude a little bit, you know." Yeah. So I did, and I was like, "Yeah, he's all right, you know, he's <laughs> all right." Let's go meet him, you know, and it was yeah. cool. and And I remember the, the biggest memory I have, the thing that sold me right off the bat was, we walked in, and Matt and I met you at the at the Golden Corral and Golden Corral is where we met, back, yeah, which I'm sure impressed you immediately right off the bat. And <laughs> and then we, we you came in with your little sweet girl, and she was about two, I think,
0: yeah. maybe
1: two, maybe yeah. two, and she sat there. And she behaved herself and she was quiet and she just ate and she just played on the phone and never caused a fuss. And I told Matt, I said, no two-year-old does that. No two-year-old does that. I said, this dude's got a handle on his family. That's a point right there. I know that. We don't know whether you had her sedated or what. but well, she was That really was probably good.
0: true. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I brought her in. That's how, I, that's how I was like, man, I want to make a good impression. I got to bring my daughter because yeah, she was gone she's definitely one of the, it's kind of like I do with my wife the same way man when i take yeah. my wife around it's like people either feel sorry for her which or and or uh it makes me look a lot better that's for correct. sure correct
1: that's so. what that's why i'm still married my wife just i mean she i married up and i'm holding on as long as she'll tolerate me dude yeah so, yeah. yeah yep right yeah on. so
0: we we met up we met up at uh the golden corral in um in bedford and I don't know if any of you who are listening to this work there or anything, but I think there was a, uh, wasn't there a cockroach on my there table? Was.
1: And, and we smashed it right before you got there. And then we oh, told you about it later, I think, is so what it was. Yeah. yeah. It you probably know, came I mean, in with Matt. So,
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you, I was going to say, you guys let me eat and you didn't even tell me. So <laughs> Well, we really like golden crowds. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I, I think I've maybe been back once since then. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't. Ever. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, it was just so good, uh, to meet and yeah, I, I I think I like that, that I look, I was a little bit different than this area had, Yeah, Um, sure. you know, I don't know. I think Matt always commented on my, I was, I think I was wearing army boots Mm -hmm. when I came that day. So yeah. Skinny
1: jeans and army boots.
0: Skinny jeans and army boots. Yes.
1: That's what sold me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I knew it would. So that's why. (laughs) <laughs> but you know yeah. what? It was so good. Uh, we, we, we built a relationship, man, um, just uh, coming to work at the church and and uh, Dennis was always my right hand guy because he was the guy who um, would preach for me when I was gone. I knew Dennis would be a great guy to get. In fact, we're getting ready to do a, um, a revival in November here at the church. And the very first one we ever did, Dennis was one of the speakers yeah. um, that yeah. we had. Um, Dennis was really active in our men's group uh sot man uh was was such a huge when i came here i'm like what is sot you know and um it's funny man because i see like some of the old videos that we had when we first came yeah i I was looking at one the other night that popped up when we did the uh sot crusade out in the uh bus barn yeah here and man we had that that building was full of men
1: we had some great crusades some some huge turnouts it was a blast man doing that stuff
0: But, uh, man, that was awesome. But, but yeah, so, uh, so that's how we met. And then Dennis, uh, he went on as bad as I hated him leaving me. Uh, and I, at the time I was like, selfishly, I said, no, do not go. Uh, but inside I knew, um, he was destined for good things. Uh, knew God was going to use him. God is using him, uh, preaching down there, man. And, uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you where you're at. And what all the, all the great stuff that you and Dana are doing.
1: Um, Well, it's been great. And I have to, I have to, you know, thank you for all the opportunities you gave me to preach. I mean, that's the more you preach, the more, you know, experience you get, the better, you, more confident you are doing it. And it made made a big difference being able to do it a bunch,
0: you know, when well, I could. So. That's awesome. And like I said, uh, I, I miss, I miss having you here, man, because there are some days, man, it's hard to find somebody and get you right. in here, man. It's like, it was like, I was, I guess I was just, uh, I was super blessed because I had somebody to come, come do that and knew that you always would. So, um, so tell me a little bit about your, I I know, I know a little bit of your story. You don't have to tell me all of your story, but tell me how you got to where you're at today. I mean, how I know, I know where you're from, um, originally, but for our listeners sake, man, tell me, tell me a little bit about your upbringing, how you got here, how you, I mean, you're preaching. Did you ever think you'd be preaching?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so, such a, uh it's such a God story. I mean, my whole life has been one of sort of rebellion and, you know, I I took 36 years before I decided to start paying attention to who God was. And it was a long, uh, wretched road, you know, for most of it, I, I grew up in a, in a divorced home and mom and dad married a a couple of good folks. I mean, blessed in that regard, they remarried to, to pretty good people that were, were solid. And so I grew up, uh, in solid environment, but, uh, Completely devoid of Jesus, and so when I left home and went into the Navy when I was seventeen, I I left as a as a non-believer and with no 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 use for Jesus at all, and I lived uh, I lived a fast and hard life for ten years in the Navy on on some some high speed teams, and we lived that way, and and I carried that through. Uh, into my marriage and everything else. And I, I'll, I'll be the first to testify. I was a, not a great husband, not a great dad, and really a pretty selfish dude all the way around, you know, yeah. and in those years of my life for 36 years, never would I imagine I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, you know, all these years later. Uh, but God had a plan. And and we, my wife and I and and our family went through a, a real tragic loss. We lost our son uh, when he was almost 10 in 2006 and you know how things like that in life have a tendency to wake a man up. Yeah. And, uh, eyes were open scales fell off, that kind of thing. And looking, looking for a reason and, and a way out and, and how does this get fixed? And there was only one really good answer for that. And that was Jesus. And yeah, thankfully he's a patient God and he waited sure. 36 years for me. And, and once we made that decision as a family, I mean, we transformed that way and it just completely transformed our, our family and, and, and how we looked at the world and how we looked at everything. And that began my men's ministry stuff. And I've always, I've been trained to lead, you know, the military did that for me. And so when I went to Odin, it was like, these guys need a men's ministry leader. Here I go. you know And uh, and Richard Crabtree was super encouraging. He was a pivotal part of my, my coming to know Jesus and he, he encouraged me and, uh, yeah man we just went from there and and i was an elder with you guys for for six years yeah and it was funny i had just stepped down from being an elder and like a month later i got a call from where i'm at now yeah. and they said hey I no plans whatsoever to do that at all just ready yeah. for a break you know and, sure. and they said hey man we could uh we could really use you to come out we' we've, we've had you out here before to to sub a couple times and our preacher's getting ready to retire and we wonder if you might interview for the job yeah. I'm not, I wasn't looking for that at all. I always loved preaching and uh God is, I found that when God puts something in my life, I'll move towards it and I'll pray. If this isn't what you want me to do, uh, make, make me, give me a right or left turn. And man, he never made me turn. And I just kept moving towards it and yeah. interviewed and did a, did a preach, uh, did a sermon with a trial sermon with them and got a call that like within a week said, Hey, we want you to come preach. And so, That's awesome. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and so, and of course, you know, Uh, second week of, of being the full-time preacher there, uh, COVID hits and everybody gets shut down. (laughs) Yay.
0: Uh, Yeah. I didn't even think about that, you know,
1: second week, second week. Wow. It was cool. It's cool. It's a little country church and, you know, 30, 35 folks when I first went there and, and I just loved it, man. It's a family church. It's just such a different vibe than a big church, you know, sure. For sure. That was cool. It's cool. It's been a wonderful experience for me. Well,
0: you know what, man? I think it's so awesome. Um, and uh, I knew I knew eventually at some point this was it was gonna happen somewhere, but that's good because that's what we want, man. That's that's what that's what the church needs to be doing, man, is raising up people who uh can go out and 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 preach wherever it is, whether it's far, whether it's near. That's what we need to be doing, is training up guys to be able to go out and do that. That's right, because the world needs that, man. Um Michigan. Tell mm. me a little bit about Michigan, man. What was it like yeah. in Michigan growing? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. What, what was it like? I've talked to a lot of guys on here, man, about, you know, kind of where they grew up. And I've heard a whole lot of Southern guys. Yeah. But I haven't had a whole lot of, I guess, as the Southern one people would say Yankees. So, yeah,
1: you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't see Michigan listed in the Bible yeah. Belt. They're kind of up there alone. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's yeah. funny. And, and, and I didn't notice it when I was up there. But everybody in Michigan's got a bit of an edge to them yeah yeah they, you know a little little tude. everybody's got one and i yeah. never noticed it till i was gone for several years but i had it supposedly when i came down here richard my buddy <laughs> richard, I mentioned, he said, oh yeah you had it and yep. of course the navy built onto that but when we go back like i'll, I'll take uh some guys up there every spring and we go to a, a turkey camp and we hunt and we take some some kids with us and stuff and i always warn the guys that never been there like people up here ain't like down south it, they're yeah. not they're not they're not good old boys they're like hey bud they there's, yeah. there's creative new and creative uses for the F word in Michigan. There's all kinds <laughs> of really cool stuff that goes on up there. And, 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 and it's never, I'm never wrong. Guys will get the experience firsthand when they get up there, but it, it's, um it's a cool state. There's yeah. so much natural resources like fishing and hunting and outdoor recreation. It's a really cool state when it comes to that, but it's a, the whole Southern part is, is the auto industry. it's all built around the auto industry. So the attitude of people, goes as the auto industry goes. So when it's down, folks are down When it's up, folks are up. Gotcha and, gotcha, and so, um, man, I never paid attention to to my faith or to the church when I was up there. So I, I if you would have asked me, I'd be like, man, I don't even know where there is one, you know, yeah. up there, but now I got friends that are preaching up there and good buddy in, in Fenton, Michigan at preaching at mm-hmm. the Rock, West Morris is just throwing it down. And so it, it's a ripe, it's a ripe mission field up there. There's a lot of hurting folks up there.
0: Right yeah. Now. So mm-hmm. Southern Michigan is where you're from.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Northern Michigan gets big country and people far apart. Southern Michigan is where they're all at. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool place. Cool place. Cold winters, you know, and gets you, it spoils you. You come down here and it's not even any winters, but up there it's like real winter, you know, and things
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well then you keep going farther South and they, they act like, you know, Indiana's the. You yeah, know, like we're in the Arctic Circle in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, right. What? Yeah. What is? What was? Uh, you know, every place. You know, when you start talking about the South, you talk about barbecue. You talk about, you know, you you go up northeast. You got you know clam chowder and stuff like. What? Yeah. What is Michigan's like? You know, what's there's the, what's the big thing in Michigan?
1: There's not a big like like you know you go you go to the east you got slaw dogs you know you go up northeast yeah, yeah. you got chowder like you said there's just not a like this is it they have these. They have these um, uh, thing up north that's the traditional, the old folks. It's called a pasty. It's like this dough thing. You fold in half and they put meat and potatoes and stuff in it. And then they crimp it all around and they either bake it or fry it.
0: And I didn't even yeah. hear of
1: it. When I, grew up, I grew up up there and didn't know it until I was older. But up north, that's like the thing. There's this time of year when they do it. It's a it's a thing. So we'll have to, I'll have to get my hands on some of them and bring them down. But a pasty. A pasty. What, do you dip them in anything You just eat No, them? well, you could. I suppose you could. They they're they got like sauce and stuff in them. You know, you. they're like a little pot pie, only like a folded over thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's – if I'm going to say that that's what Michigan would be known for, maybe northern Michigan, and, and then the okay. cherry blossom. They have a big cherry festival up there for cherries. But, okay. yeah, they don't have like staple food like, oh, that's a Michigan thing. I got you. I got yeah. you.
0: Well, I, I've been to Michigan I think one time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that it even counts. I was, uh, I stayed at a, um, there's an inn up in uh, Angola, Indiana. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Polk Hagen State Park. There's an inn yep. there. Yep. They do like tobogganing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's right on the, it's right on like right on the line with Michigan. Yeah. And I think maybe I drove over, I, mean, I was really close to Lansing. Yeah. Uh, not, not far from there. Yeah. But other than that, I, I don't know that I've ever been to Michigan in my life.
1: It's it's the southern parts really built up industry and all that. But as you run up the West Coast along Lake Michigan, it gets more and more um, country and, and it but it's just gorgeous. It's yeah. just gorgeous. It's like summer's at 65, you know, and, and breezy instead of 95. It's it's a it's a pretty incredible state when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that's cool. Well, man, I'm glad that we like I said, I'm glad that we've crossed paths and uh you know and and, and we both know what ministry is all about and some of the stuff that comes with it that's mm-hmm. kind of in, in, entailed in ministry. You know, one of the things I want to talk about uh today with you is this topic and this subject of forgiveness. And forgiveness is one of those things that um I don't know about you, but um I've struggled with it in my past. Struggled mm-hmm. to uh well, okay. It, it's easy to want people to forgive me. Yeah. You know, like, hey, why don't you just move on, right?
1: <laughs> Get over it, man. Um,
0: yeah. When it's the when I'm on the other side of the of the fence, you know, it's like, hey, man, you know, back off. I, you know, it's it's not it's not that easy just to say, okay, yeah. I, you know, I forgive you. You know, there is a passage in, in the book of Matthew, and uh, a lot of people maybe have heard this before, but. Peter, uh, is this guy who he follows after Jesus. He's, he's laced throughout all throughout the new Testament. And in, in, uh, Matthew chapter 18, there's a time where pass where the, there's a passage where Peter comes to Jesus and, and keep in mind, Peter was not a married man. He, um, you know he he didn't have this he didn't ask this question he's getting ready to ask because he's having marital problems uh anything like that he comes to jesus one day with this really important question and and, and in verse 21 it says that peter came to him and asked lord how often should i forgive someone who sins against me and and before jesus even gives him an answer peter like answers his own question right he's like seven times and and jesus is like no not seven times he said but 70 times 7 so if my public school math is is right. That's 490 times. Okay. And yeah. And, 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 you know, the Pharisees, they taught that, you know, if you, if you just forgive three times, you're good, right? You forgive somebody three times that, that was kind of the appropriate number you should forgive. And Peter, he, he almost like, wants to even trump them he's like hey i'll double that and add one on top of it and, and you know is, is that good i mean to show yeah. how spiritual i am that i forgive somebody that many times right i've, I've always wondered and i said he wasn't married i always wondered who because you, you don't ask that question unless you have somebody in mind yeah you know like I, I wonder who like you know who's upset him when when he's asking that question to jesus like who is peter upset with who does peter need to forgive here because when you ask somebody like how many times do i need to forgive somebody there's probably cuz you got somebody in mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think there's some merit to that cuz you know it, during this time when he's still hanging around with Jesus they're not really being persecuted. He's not mad at the Pharisees. He's not being pounded by them guys like he is later on in his life. So, it's got to be some personal stuff. Like somebody's tweeting. No, maybe
0: it's John. I don't know. You know how John is. Yeah. Like John, I don't know. You know, it's recorded a lot that that him and John were the ones that got to the to the tomb. Uh John John, you know, raced him there. Uh, may I don't know. Maybe it's John. Like John's the guy who, if you if you ever read the Gospel of John, he's always referring to himself in third person, right? The mm-hmm. the disciple yeah. who Jesus. Loved. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know right. who it is. That, but Well,
1: then there's John and James, the 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 sons of thunder. They're the rowdy ones, right? so Yeah. Maybe he's just just kind of had enough of that.
0: Right? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I do know that he's he's probably got somebody in mind. Yeah. And um. You know, so, so Jesus is like, well, no, it's actually 70 times seven. Um, and, and, and Peter still's not getting it right. He, it's like, it's like, he doesn't understand the answer there. So then Jesus does what Jesus does best. And, and uh, we're actually doing a series on this here um, called tall tales at Odin. Right. And, and we're all talking about the parables of Jesus and, 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 and Jesus is like, okay, Peter, let me explain it this way. Right. Because who doesn't like a good story? Mm-hmm. That can that can explain it. And so and then so Jesus says, well, that, he says, therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from it. In the process, one of his debtors was brought to him uh, who owed him millions of dollars. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I don't even know that that's like tr- like you can really capture that, really understand that because the currency that they actually used was talents. It wasn't mm-hmm. money. It wasn't dollars like, like we have. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, right. The servant owed, like, I guess if you put it in like modern terms, he, like trillions of dollars, right. right. Is what he, well, what, what he owes it, which what, how did like, how do you owe somebody that much money?
1: I was oh. rereading that. I was rereading <laughs> that today. And it was like 10, my, my translation is 10,000 bags of gold. I'm like, what? How do you
0: get that big a debt back then? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. But, you know, I I think Jesus is is, is trying to make a point here, right? That it's so big that you could never possibly pay back. Right? He says he "He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. Mm -hmm. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then the master was filled with pity for him and he released him. And here's the word, forgave Mm -hmm. the debt. Yeah. But when the man left the king, and here's the here's the kicker. When the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. Okay. And he grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little bit more time. Saying the exact same thing here, right? Yeah. He, right. he says, be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. And he had the man arrested and put in prison until <sighs> the debt could be paid. And And my question is, is well, it's not even really a question. is more of, you know, he's never going to be able to pay it. How will he ever be able to pay that back? Because yeah. he's in jail. Right. Right? I mean, you can't earn money while you're in prison. So uh says this, when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. And they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Mm -hmm. Then the angry king sent the the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And here's here's the thing that Jesus says. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart.
1: Well, it's so... Even without that last, you know, what is that verse 35? Without Jesus saying that, the whole time I'm reading it, I'm thinking of sin and unwarranted forgiveness and taking it for granted and not forgiving other people. And then, yeah, then, then your, your, your eternity in prison, uh, being tortured until you can pay it back. (laughs) What's, what's that painting a picture of? Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, it's a great parable. I love the way he tells that.
0: You know, um, Would you say that forgiveness has a cost? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, I mean, we look to Jesus when Jesus is on the cross. I mean, that he, the cost of paying, having that forgiveness of our sins was, was Jesus giving his own life. Yeah. Cost him everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the question might say, well, why did Jesus, you know, why, why couldn't God just have said, you know what? I forgive you. Why did yeah. Jesus actually have to go to the cross? And and God says, Well, you know, you, you can't pay back the debt. And so I'm gonna send Jesus, he'll pay for it. And, you know, um, I think sometimes our feeling is, well, you know, when somebody does us wrong, our first feeling is probably revenge, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. I
1: mean, that's that that is our natural, I think our our natural Black and broke heart is to, you know, somebody punches you, you punch back maybe a little harder just to let them know they shouldn't do that. Again, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's how we do. And that's, that's how this, I mean, this guy, this servant's the same way. You yeah. Know, he, he was done wrong on a much less scale than what he had done wrong
0: to the master. And yet he still, yeah, I'm going right. to lash back now Yeah. You know, there's always, like we said, there's always a cost for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, the person, you're the one that has to pay. You know, and there's one there's one that's way worse than the other, you know, the, you know, getting the revenge or whatever the case may be, but there's, but, but forgiveness it always has this cost. Yeah. You know, I thought this was really cool. I found this, um, this week as I was studying this, but there's a thing called the Stanford forgiveness project. And they say that the act of forgiveness, uh, may not come naturally to us, but it's, uh, research has shown that learning to forgive, like it's not something you're born with
1: yeah amen
0: you have to you have to you have to learn to forgive. Um, it says it lessens the amount of hurt, it lessens the uh, anger, stress, and depression people experience. People who learn to forgive also become more hopeful, optimistic, and compassionate. Forgiveness also has physical health benefits, it says. Mm-hmm. It says people who learn to forgive, Report significantly fewer symptoms of stress, such as backache, muscle tension, dizziness, headaches, and upset stomachs. In addition, people report improvement in appetite, sleep patterns, energy, and general well-being. Crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I. but you know, you can see it. I mean, you've had unforgiveness in your heart. You've had people that you struggled to forgive. And does that give you a warm, fuzzy feeling when you're holding that in there? Do you feel great? No, not at all. Right. But when you release that, how do you feel?
0: much better. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's it's like a weight that's off your shoulder. Well, sure.
1: Sure. And it's interesting. You, you, that study is cool. Is that, is that a published study that you can read?
0: Yeah. Uh, Mayo Clinic had one as well. They said forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships, greater spiritual and psychological well-being, less anxiety, less stress, less hostility, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, and even lower risk of alcohol and substance abuse.
1: Yeah. Right, man. I've seen so many things in my life, uh, that would just back that up. I've got, I've got family in Michigan that have gone through divorce and gone through different trials and they, um, and many years ago, 25, 30 years ago, plus, and there's a lack of forgiveness there and there's an anger and there's a bitterness that, that they've carried for these years and other people in my life, I see it too. And, and yeah. there's no peace in that spot. There's no, there's no peace in that area. And it's just like this barrier for peace is surrounds them in that section of their life. You know, and when they go there, there's anger, there's anxiety, there's stress. And it's like, man, you just gotta let that go. You got to understand what that forgiveness means. And that's easy to say,
0: right? It's a lot harder to do. Right. Well, you know, I, I know this what's really crazy is, is that people are saying it today and Jesus was in his own way saying it 2000 years ago, right? When you forgive, it's better for you. When you forgive someone, you know, because I think sometimes we get caught up and we think, well, forgiveness is for the other person, but actually it's for you. Yeah, you're not letting anybody off the
1: hook, you're just releasing the the demon that's inside of you. (laughs) That's what that is.
0: Here's my question to you, and this is one that kind of gets tossed up in the air. I just kind of want to hear what you think about this. Um, because I know which side of the fence I lie I lay on in this, but you think does forgiveness mean forget the offense? Hmm.
1: (laughs) It's a a great question. You're baiting me. That's awesome. I'm in. Um I think, no, I think not at all. I think that forgiveness means you're over it. You've let it go, but you learn from it. You don't know, I don't think we're called to mindlessly walk into that same situation again without some caution, you know, yeah. so you don't forget, but there's that that's a, it's a, it's a really dangerous spot. If you're going to try to not forget, but forgive, because those can cross the line pretty easily. And you're, you're, you know, I've forgiven you, but I've not forgotten. And it can still, you're not really clearing the road to, to reestablish a relationship with someone. If you can't, you know, completely clear that space out, but I, I'm with you. I, I forgive you. I'll, I'll, I'll be around you and I'm, I'm moving on and I'm not holding grudges, but I'm not going to forget that. And it's, it's, what's interesting about that is that's such a, such a human way of looking at it. Cause that's not how, I don't think that's how God looks at it. Yeah. We're, we're told he don't, he will not remember our sin. He, he won't see it anymore. He, he forgets it. It's gone. And that's a God thing and not a human thing. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I look, I, I agree with you. I think, I think we always say, you know, you just need to forgive and forget. And yeah. that sounds really nice. But the, the yeah. problem with that statement is it's not in the Bible. You know, right. uh, I I don't see it in there. I think the closest thing we have is like Isaiah 43, something where it says, you know, God blocked out our transgressions and He remembers right. them no more. Right. Um, but but I don't know that that's the same thing as He forgets. You no. know. He um, just not hold him against us anymore. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so so I don't I don't really know about that. But that that's one of those ones where you always hear people say, "Well, hey, you just need to you just need to forgive and forget."
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. And and forgiveness is not saying, "I trust you." I mean, I think there's I think there's a big difference. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, uh, because forgiveness
1: doesn't automatically bring a naive attitude into the relationship. Like, oh, I never, I didn't even remember this happened. You, know, you know, walking into it again.
0: I'll give you a, for instance. Um, so I, I, knew of a guy one time who was a guy who got in trouble for, um, for child molesting, mm-hmm. um, and which it was, it was pretty jacked up, as you can imagine. Yeah. And, uh, then he became a Christian. Which I believe, by the way, anybody who's listening to this, it doesn't really matter what your past is. Yeah. Um, God can forgive it, um, as jacked up as your past is. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. But in that same situation, when he gave his life to Christ and you know wanted to wanted to naturally wanted to serve and that kind of stuff, um, we didn't put him in an area where he would be teaching kids. And it's not right. because we didn't think that he was forgiven or right. redeemed right but we also didn't put him in a situation where he was going to be you know tempted to uh, i sure. don't know I, I don't really know what what happens there. that's that's kind of one of those you know what i mean so yeah it's, it's uh, not, absolutely. It's, for, forgiveness is not is not saying i trust you forgiveness uh doesn't mean you know that that we just you know act like nothing happened i think forgiveness doesn't mean that you don't create boundaries i think sure. you have to still create yeah. boundaries even though you forgive.
1: Yeah, and I think you're 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 nailing it there. But you also, you, on the other side of forgiveness, is there's, there's there's ramifications and, and repercussions for your actions. And, and, and sure. in this world, there's sometimes legal repercussions yeah. when you got to deal with that. That's that's what you get to deal with. But I will I will kind of come at it from a different angle with you a little bit on it too. as I, I think about you know I was 36 before I I came to know the Lord. So we're we're married like 15 years, my wife and I, before I became an adult. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reality of it,
0: yeah. and so
1: she had plenty of things in in our fifteen year marriage where she had to forgive me for, Yeah. you know, and and I know she's she's she won't forget those things for sure, but she's just like God; she doesn't use she doesn't them as hold them against you, to hold against me, and I think that's the difference, you know, and it, the trust comes back, you earn that back, that grows back into a relationship, and I think it's with any other where you've been wronged in another place that, that that trust builds back up, you let it go. And, mm-hmm. and I, it's funny, you brought this up. Cause I was just reading this the other day and in Mark 11 verse 25, Jesus is talking to the guys. And, um, he says, just at the end, he says, when you stand up to pray, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven will forgive you. And it just struck me as what a barricade or a barrier, uh, unforgiveness builds up between us and God. Yeah. And if that's what Jesus keeps hammering on, he's like, yeah, you can be mad at him and mad at him, but it's, if you don't let that go, you've got this, this, this thing over you. That's, that's inhibiting your prayers. It's inhibiting your relationship with God. And that, that is, that's what matters. I mean, that's what matters.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it comes down to a lot of times we, we expect God on his end to do his part, right? God, Mm -hmm. forgive me. Mm-hmm. yeah you know and, and it's and it's all the time <laughs> it's like yeah. you know we we come back and say god forget forgive me for this or you know god i'm sorry about this let, i let you down please please forgive me yeah you know but then when it comes to other people it's like just like this guy in the story you know I, the the guy before and, and jesus was making this point so he's did amazing it was it's amazing how jesus told stories and they're still relevant today right, right. but but this story is like, Hey, the guy that, that didn't forgive is like us. We're, we've we been forgiven of so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then we turn around and we charge other people Amen. for the same thing that we've been forgiven from. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like, we forgive it. We get forgiven and we move on and we forget it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and then we, we forget that we've been so, so forgiven. And even if we just look into Christ's forgiveness of us, if you just remind yourself of that daily, yeah, know, maybe hourly for me is what I need to do. And, oh, sure. and remember like, yeah, without his doing it the right way, well, I'm, I'm doomed. And so, you know, this guy cut me off or this guy did me wrong on some money. Okay. You know, he doesn't deserve to go to hell for that. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to have my wrath for that for the rest of his life, you know? And so, yeah, you got to sure. cut that loose. But I, the, the forgiving part, like you, you talked about it a few minutes ago, you talked about how it's always better. Like for us, if mm-hmm. we forgive somebody, we, we, we receive more than we ever give when it comes to forgiveness. And I think about, I have relationships in my life where there's been forgiveness, but there's not been maybe a uh, maybe a, a, re, re, uh, a returning of that on the guy who did the wrong to yeah. where there's some repentance shown there. So you don't heal, yeah. you forgive, but you don't heal. Yeah, I think that's what we were kind of beating around a little bit when you forgive somebody, but you don't forget. Well, you're not going to forget until you see someone who's really gets what they did to you. I get that. I did. And because that, and that, that will inhibit a relationship as well. Yeah, I forgive you, but I don't trust you. Yeah. And that's like a marriage. I forgive you. You ran around on me. I forgive you, but I'll never trust you again. That's not a happy marriage. Ever. It's not ever going to be a happy marriage. And that's so. You got to figure some way like God does to let that all go.
0: Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but I also, but to add to that, you know, it is, you're right, but it also is, it's not something that happens overnight, you know? no, I mean, no. gosh, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, it's hard once they, it's true. Once you lose trust, it's, it's hard to gain it back. Yeah. um, yeah. You know, and I know that, and you know that, but, There's a guy in the Bible who, another guy in the Bible who this really strikes me. I mean, you know, this story in Genesis 45 with Joseph, you remember the story with Joseph and Joseph, you know, he's, uh, the, the favorite boy of, um, Jacob and Jacob, uh, Jacob, you know, has trouble having kids with, with Rachel. And when he finally has one with Rachel, uh, it's that whole big mess, you know, he's got kids with, with Leah and Rachel and, All of Leah's concubines and all of our concubines, Leah's servants and all these, he's, he's sleeping with all these different, well, the first one that he actually gets with Rachel is Joseph and he he's, there's no doubt about it. He's, you know, he's the favorite and, you know, he gets this coat that, you know, of many colors, the King James says, and, uh, you know, it's this great, it's this great thing. And and Joseph tells his brothers, Hey guys, I've had a dream. One of these days, you guys are going to bow down to me. And they're like, what a jerk. I'm not well received. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, so, so they're like, you know, we really just don't like this guy. Um, yeah. we can't really kill him though. That, that would be a problem. In fact, uh, Judah, the, the guy who Jesus comes from, he kind of steps in and he's like, yeah, let's let's not kill him, but let's sell him to these. Hey, look, look at these dudes over here who, yeah. by the way, these guys um, come from Ishmael. They they were from Ishmael's family, which. Yeah. yeah, so they get so he gets they sell him into slavery after they threw him in a pit. They, they're trying to figure out what to do. Well, we can't take him back home after everything we've done because then he'll just tell dad, you know. Yeah. So they sell him. He goes to Egypt. And through all this, all these events that take place, Joseph, by the way, doesn't have one bad deed recorded about him in the Bible. I'm not saying he's Jesus or anything like that. he, He definitely sinned, but not one bad deed about him, right? He grows to be like second in command in all of Egypt and a famine takes place. And when this famine hits, people are struggling to find food. And guess who comes walking to the, to, to Egypt, to the palace, find food, the, the brothers, brothers yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and my instant reaction when I'm Joseph and I see that this is my brothers yeah, is to either get revenge or, and, or, uh, basically rub it in their face. Yeah. Sorry, man. Y'all, uh, you left me to dry and here yeah. I, I got all the food I need. I'm good.
1: Yeah. Make it at a minimum, make it really hard on them.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, in his own way, Joseph, in fact, the Bible says that he cried. He wept. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's what saw. struck me about that story. You would think, because God's, you know, he's in the business of telling the truth and giving details. You'd think there'd be something in there where Joseph had a little bit of a mini internal battle. God, what should I do? I really hate these guys. I owe these guys. None of that. Joseph's just weeps and he's he's just torn up because he hadn't seen him in so long. He Just instant forgiveness. He hadn't even carried it with him.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and so you hear all about Joseph's all through his life as he's going through all this stuff. You can tell the Lord's with him. You can tell the, oh, the sure. Holy Spirit is just wearing him out He's on him because no right man in his right mind is doing that. No right man. No, no man in his right mind is, is forgiving like that.
0: I mean, oh, that's absolutely.
1: Like, that's that's God moving through him like crazy. And it's again, another one of those examples like, wow.
0: Well, wow. I mean, think about it for just a minute. You know, it, it's not like they sell him into slavery in six months. They come back and say, wow, what did we do? Let's go back and get him. I mean, we're talking years. This dude's done with it. This dude, this dude is a is like a grown man, and he's, you know, he looks completely different. They don't even recognize him. How different he is, you know, as many years as he was apart from them. Um, that's a long time to be bitter. Yeah, because that stuff just boils up, right? I mean, when you hold on to that kind of stuff without addressing it. It just grows like yeah. a like we, a. Fungus. We get to
1: see his life and how he treats people and how he acts, and he obviously had let it go very quickly because it's there's none of those chapters in his story. Yeah. About how he dealt with people harshly because of the way he was treated.
0: Yeah. None of that. None of that. Well, I think I think it's in his own way he was saying, you know, I trust that God's bigger than the way that you've hurt me. That's right. That's you know? right. and I I, how I trust that, that God is working through that forgiveness more than my revenge. Yeah,
1: that's right. How much would that help uh, everybody who has forgiveness to do? Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I could I could I, mean, I think the same way. I mean, Jesus, he could have gotten bitter in, in the in a moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I probably would have. Yeah, you know, they did too. all that stuff to me. me um, too. you know, I, yeah. I I think I would have said, you know, father, kill them and make them yeah. wish they were never born for what they did. Or,
1: or bring dad to Egypt. I'll take care of him, but the rest of you guys are on your own, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I think about a, a guy told me one time, and it might have been Richard. I'm trying to remember who said it. Cause we were working through some things early on in my faith walk about bitterness and had some some guys who'd done me pretty pretty harshly on some financial deals and and he talked to me about forgiveness early on and he said you know every every second of unforgiveness that you give back to that guy is a, is a second of your life that he steals from you oh that's good it's heavy, isn't it? It's, it's solid. I mean, every second of bitterness you put towards that dude is another second he's stealing from you. And, he, and, he, and then he backs it up with the one you've heard before. It's, it's like, you know, it's like you you drink poison every day, hoping it's going to kill that guy. Yeah. You know? and, and that's yeah. good. So that's forgiveness, man. That's unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is this yeah. bitter drink you drink every day, hoping it hurts the person you're mad at. And it doesn't. So pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's like good,
0: the, man. Like um, like that stuff. I need, I need to write that one down. Um, you got it taped. You'll be all right. You can go. <laughs> You know, uh, Jesus here is is I I think when when we go back to the very beginning of this, where, you know, Peter's asking him, like, how many times like and and isn't that funny how we do that as people like Mm. how how close can I get to the line without crossing it? Yeah. And and he comes and he says, hey, Jesus, like, just tell me how many times I have to do it. And I don't think that Jesus really was saying 490 times in 24 hours, you have to do it that many times. I'd be think, good at that. yeah, I think what Jesus was saying here was that forgiveness isn't about keeping score, mm. but it's about losing count. That's right right That's and right. and you know I think if you're in a relationship with somebody, doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter the relationship. If you're in a relationship, you're going to get hurt.
1: Yes, sir. Because
0: the the only other way to live, you know, without getting hurt is to live by yourself for the rest of your life. And that ain't fun either. So. No, no. I mean, I, I, but, but forgiveness, Jesus says, if you don't forgive your heavenly father, won't forgive you. That's right. Well,
1: well, what if, what if God stuck to that 490? I'd have been out of tries when I was 17, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how about if we got treated like that? You know? Yeah. What? You're at four ninety, sorry, bud. You're out of luck. Yeah. So no, it's forever. Like you I think you nailed it when you said it's about losing count and not keeping track. Yeah. And thank thank God he doesn't. You know, thank for God sure. he doesn't. Well, yeah. you
0: know what? I think I think the best way for me to understand it is to remember that. To remember I've been forgiven of so much. Yeah. How jacked up is it that I think yeah. that when a guy cuts me off in traffic. <laughs> or when someone does something wrong uh, to me, someone wrongs me or someone talks about me and in, in my ministry or they say, like, how jacked up is it that I get to hold on to those things? And I feel like, you know what, that person doesn't deserve anything from me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But, but I but then, you know, but then I go to God and I say, hey, God, listen, you know, it's like it's like you barter with God, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, God, listen, please forgive me of this it's not that big of a deal. Just, you know, we'll move on. And, and and people do that all the time. Right. Yeah. But I think that's the key. key.
1: Well, I'm struggling to, to remember the exact scripture, but God talked about when you bring your offering and if you have someone has something against you, you have something against someone else, go square that away. And then come yeah. back and finish giving your offering. And then that mark we talked about, he's like, Yeah, if you got anything. And and so I think he, he continues to tell us that because he wants our relationship to be awesome with him. He wants it to be open and, and no barriers, no barricades between us and him. And, and unforgiveness is a huge one. Yeah. And it makes it bitter. When you're a bitter, unforgiving person, you're not, you're not walking and talking and loving the Lord every day and, and full of joy and full of peace. You're an angry, bitter person. It's a cancer and it eats you up and you're not affected for him. You're not, you're not out winning people to Christ. If you're one of those unforgiving Christians, that has got that look on your face. Like you just stepped in something or you smell Mm -hmm. something bad. That's not drawing people to the Lord. Nobody wants to go to that church, you know? And so I think that's, it's so important that you, it's a big part of living out who we say we are. Yeah. Being, being, being able to forgive. It really is.
0: So, so I guess, I guess what we're not saying then today is we're not saying you know, just, just get over it. And I'm not, and we're not saying that the hurt that you're going through right now isn't real because it, right. it, it, you know, cause those of you who are listening on here, I guarantee you can think of one person that maybe you have something with that maybe, mm-hmm. and, and it may be a relationship that just was good for such a long time and you haven't talked for a long time because of whatever happened. Yep. Um, But I definitely know there are people who have wronged me. There are people who have wronged you and I've wronged other people.
1: Uh, That's right.
0: and, and we all have. And so at the end of the day, um, we, we don't want to get caught up in in numbers and how many times to do it. I think Jesus is saying, just do it all the time, right? That you, you don't, you don't get caught up in how many times you should do it. You just should just remember, listen, without yeah. Jesus on the cross, I'm bound for hell for sure. So that forgiveness that he showed me when I didn't deserve it yeah. is is. Kind of the standard for what I should be to other people.
1: Yeah, and it, and, it, and the, as it always is, when we're obedient to Him and we follow and we try to be as obedient as we can, the benefits always ours, man. Yeah, it, it always is. When He's teaching us a hard lesson, if we follow that, it's it comes out on the other side. Like that is way better. You're right. That's that's way better for my life, for everybody's life, in my family, and everything. I think that's what He wants for us. And as we live as He tells us to live and forgive as He says, then we reflect well on
0: Him. It's it's almost like he created us or something and knows how we work, right? It's weird. It's really you know? weird That's how he knows
1: things. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: you know, I, I I I think it's I think it's crazy because you know, so often we 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 think and in all kinds of ways, whether it's with our finances, whether it's with our marriage, whatever it is, like we always act like we we know everything. And Jesus mm-hmm. is going, look, man, just trust me on this, okay. Yeah. You know, like like some of Jesus' teachings that, that don't really make sense, like, hey, yeah. giving is better than receiving. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way, right?
1: That's not even a thing, yeah. Right. But if
0: yeah. you've ever yeah. given, if you've ever given to somebody, you know what it's like. It, it is yeah. an amazing feeling yeah. to be able to to give to someone, right? Well, yeah. and he tells out.
1: us in he tells us in Malachi, I remember he, you can't outgive me. You'll never yeah. outgive me. You're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna you're gonna, not gonna tithe yourself broke when I'm around. That's I mean, it's the same thing. Whatever you're giving, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so all those principles that, that Jesus taught, it was like, Hey, this doesn't make sense to you, but trust me on this. Right. Because it's better. Or, you know, when, when, you know, when an enemy does you wrong, you know, turn the other cheek and it's like, well, wait a second. That's not what the world says. The world says, you know, if somebody does you wrong, get them back.
1: Get back and then hold a grudge forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so, and so there's so much of this stuff that Jesus taught that if we would just hear what he has to say and follow it. And I know that sounds easier than easier said than done.
1: It always is. So it always yeah. is. Yeah, I, I think. What, if, I, so what, yeah. What does somebody, what does somebody take away today? Leave somebody who's home bitter. Their husband did them wrong. Their wife did them wrong. Boss did them wrong. Well, where, where does it all start? Yeah. Where's it all start? You know where it starts. It starts yeah. With, starts with prayer. It starts with giving it up. Right. Yeah. Giving it to Him because I'm not gonna naturally forgive you, Micah, for what you've done to me.
0: Yeah. I'm just
1: not gonna unless right. I br- bring Jesus in the mix. And I know there's people that may hear this that have been coming to church that have no relationship with Jesus or just churchgoers. And there's yeah. a lot of them. And 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 they can't forgive. They're bitter. And that's it, man. You got to get Him in the mix, and you got to give it up to Him like you do everything else.
0: Yeah well you know i've really been struggling with forgiving you over the cockroach thing
1: i get it Uh, it.
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i get it but you know what i've learned to let it go so you know what the 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 food tasted a little bit better so if it
1: helps any i think matt actually smashed it and then i (laughs) swept it off the table so there's a (laughs) co-conspirator in there
0: i didn't even see it so you're good Right. You know what? It might have been healthier than probably some of the stuff that you get off the line yeah. there. And so. that's
1: least that's probably the least of the bad things we did to you that you still don't know about. So <laughs> I
0: I'm worry okay about with that. that. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm right. still breathing. So
1: right on me too. Me
0: but too. no, man, I think that's that's a that's it's a it's definitely a needed topic because I guarantee you most of the people listening to this right now have at least one person that either they have a grudge against, they yeah. or you know, something that they're bitter about or uh, they've wronged someone else and they want someone else to forgive them or at one point in their life it's happened right yeah yeah and and so the the message that i think we can we can get out of this is if you expect forgiveness from god what makes you think that you don't need to forgive someone else
1: that's right that's
0: right that's right if you could give one piece of advice man to somebody who's listening to this right now who maybe is just holding on to that bitterness they're holding on to um you know somebody somebody's wrong. them and it's real pain man it's it's something that's legit i mean they've wronged their family or they maybe they've trashed their name they've said stuff on facebook they've you know stolen from them whatever it is what what is one piece of advice you'd give a person listening to this right now who's going through that what what would you say
1: well two Two pieces. I, I'm I'm gonna give two. One, first one is the most important one. Would be if they're looking for really good advice, they should probably get a couple of smarter dudes on a podcast than. What <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but all, all joking aside, yeah, all joking aside. Um, I, I'll tell I'll I'll tell that person the same thing I tell everybody. I get I get a chance to sit with that's in the middle of some kind of strife or another. Uh, number one, search search your heart, search your heart. Yeah. because. When you look in the mirror and you and you seek what's going on in your heart, you you find out. Did, did does it hurt because of what they did, or does it hurt because you you feel wronged by that person? And so you analyze, you drill down on that a little bit, and say, okay, it's it's the idea that they wronged me, money, whatever they did, no big deal. The idea that they wronged me, and 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 truthfully, like like everything else, I'm going to tell a person is is you have to you have to bring Christ in the mix. Yeah, because yeah. the world there's no reason to forgive from a worldly standpoint. They they owe you for the rest of their lives, as far as the world is concerned. Yeah. But if you have even a remote faith in Jesus Christ, then you have to look at how He handles us every day. Because I sin every day, and He mm-hmm. forgives me every day. Uh He how does He handle us? And 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 and, and as as you have a, a desire to to mend that relationship, even if you're the one that got wronged, how how does Jesus approach us uh, when we wrong Him? He loves That's us, man. He loves us, right? He he yeah. doesn't he doesn't say, okay, come in here and tell me sorry and 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 say a few things and make sure convince me that you're sorry and then I'll yeah. consider. It, and you're like, no, I love you, man, and I I forgive you. That's good. And, and and that's hard, man. That's so easy for me to say and so hard for me to do. Yeah, it's not an easy road.
0: It's simple, but not easy. Yeah, simple right? to understand, but <laughs> the, but hard to. And and two, uh, you know, how crazy is it that you know we we expect that from as you said, God daily, yeah. but. But like if in what relationship in this world, if someone was always wronging you every day and coming back to you and saying, hey, I'm really sorry, forgive me. You're going to go, dude, this is like the thousandth day in a row that you've come to me asking for forgiveness. That's right. Like figure it out. Right. Is what you're going to or just stay away from me.
1: Yeah. And And I think there's some merit to that, too. Like, hey, let's let's talk about why we're here again. You know, yeah. maybe there's some, maybe there's some teaching you could do there too. Right. But with the time, yeah. of people, forgive well,
0: me. I think, I think also, and not to branch off into a whole other subject, but you know, yeah. I think, I think eventually God, you know, I'm not saying that we're not going to sin still cause we do, right. but I, I do think that God expects us to, you know, the, the same, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. I do think that God expects us to, you know, Hey, when we say, Hey, I'm repenting of this and I, you know, I need forgiveness. I do think that God kind of expects us, Hey, you know. You don't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Start right. A new but, sermon, yeah. But Depending we do sin. we back do sin daily. Sure. Sure. You know, uh, I'm not disputing that. No. Um, no so that's good stuff, man. That's one of those yeah. topics that uh, is hard because. Yeah. Because yeah. some of those hurts are real.
1: Yeah, for real. And they, and they don't just go away. Mm-hmm. They really don't. But it's like anything else you're dealing with. I think that any strife or struggle you have in your life, if you will give it, if you'll give it to Jesus, it's going to go away a lot quicker than it is if you decide you're going to fix it on your own.
0: Yeah, 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 I would love to like do an experiment and have somebody who have never, you know, have held on to that for, uh, you know, unforgiveness for for years, as opposed to comparing to a person who who has and. For all different aspects from if you know that that physical I mean, you know, that somebody's done that for somebody to come up with a for sure, you know, look like a Mayo can, Clinic to come up with that. Yeah, all that yeah stuff. Over, the,
1: over the course of a 20, 30 year span and look at the health problems one of has had and the other one hasn't, you know, yeah. and how all that relationship problems, all that. Yeah, I bet it'd be a wild study,
0: <laughs> you know, but but you're right. Um, You know what, man, me and Dennis, we did a uh we did a summer social one year at the church here and um do you remember that we did a we did a commercial for that or kind of a promo for it that was terrible yeah yeah oh man it was all i know is there were flower shirts wife beaters yeah uh, inflatables and and my first time i've ever sang in public was awesome dude i'm i'm thinking i'm going to be able to find that somewhere I, i really hope you don't if I find it I'll tag you on it on Facebook. Then and then, and then sure. you're going to have to learn to forgive me. So Well, I'll start now. Yeah, I'll start now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to my list. Yeah.
0: Dude, I thank you so much for giving me time uh tonight. I thank you for uh your friendship and your family, man. Uh you guys are just awesome and yeah, I appreciate man. you uh not only that, man, for all the stuff you do for our country. Um just your uh just your service the whole nine, man just a great dude great friend great brother yeah. and I well, uh, appreciate you man
1: well i appreciate you brother you've been a you've made a big impact on my life and and i i tell everybody else i like to surround myself with men that are better than me and it makes me look good you know you're one of those and so <laughs> well,
0: i don't know about that but i'll take it's been it awesome
1: I've, it's been awesome being with you and i look forward to what god's got in mind for us down the road
0: you know what i think one of the things that god has in mind for us is is a meetup at Velma's and Shoals
1: okay yeah are you familiar with Velma's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a staple at my church.
0: Yeah. Okay. I it's kind of mandatory. I went one time. I went uh, about a couple months ago, and uh, they were like, you want to go to Velma's? I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So if you I get went, up
1: early enough to have breakfast one day, we'll go do it.
0: Oh, goodness, man. They say breakfast is great there. It is. It's good. Yeah. But I, when I went, the guy that I was with, ordered meatloaf and i don't know about that i don't either.
1: not for breakfast
0: well it wasn't for breakfast (laughs) but i i i I think ordering not to take up your time here but man i think ordering ordering meatloaf anywhere is is pretty risky yeah you know because i'm i love meatloaf if it's good like my mama's meatloaf is fantastic my wife's meatloaf is great yeah uh but i i'm pretty picky especially at a place like velma's i don't know man that's staples cheeseburger fries just be safe (laughs) Right on, dude well thanks again appreciate you and i love you man and uh i will uh i will uh talk to you soon pray for you pray for your church pray for your ministry and we'll talk Uh, soon doing
1: doing the same here brother love you too see ya. all right
0: man we'll see you bye-bye this has been a behind the mic podcast thanks for tuning in make sure you check us out next week And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.